Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. NBA playoffs begin this weekend, and man, there are some big, big names that have injuries attached to them and some big questions as a result, and it really could affect some series in a big way, especially out west. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canny. In for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And Chris, first of all, when I'm talking about big injuries, you have to talk about Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks because he, in his last game of the year, strained his calf. And it is starting to sound more and more like Luka Doncic may not be available for the first round for the Mavericks uh, as the Mavericks take on the Utah Jazz. I got to tell you, Mavericks aren't winning a championship anyway. And I have seen too many players over the years with a calf strain try to come back way too soon. I would not throw caution to the wind at all if I were the Mavericks when it comes to Luka Doncic. Yeah, we saw that with Kevin Durant, right? He came back too soon with that calf injury against the Toronto Raptors in the finals and ends up tearing his Achilles and sitting out the entire following season. So certainly not a situation that you would want if you're Jason Kidd or you're the Dallas Mavericks. So that's one of those where you have to be cautious about it. But I also understand how they found themselves in that spot, and I wouldn't second-guess them playing Luka in the regular season finale because – That was a team that was fighting for the three seed. Remember, if they had won that game and the Golden State Warriors lost to the Pelicans, you're talking about the Dallas Mavericks and not Golden State being the three seed in the West. And so I'm with you. I I don't know that this is one of those things that you want to push, that you want to risk. But the fact that they haven't ruled him out, I think that says something. Now, it could be just a matter of strategy and not wanting to tip your hand to your opponent. But – at the same time, I think they're trying to hold out hope that Luka can show up at some point throughout the course of this series and give the Mavericks a chance to advance to the second round. They don't deserve any criticism for playing them, not in the least. And I'm with you 100% on that. Here's Jason Kidd, though, on what the situation actually is at the moment. He's smiling, he's happy, he's in good spirits, and uh, looks like he's improving. Has he begun lobbying you to try to convince you that he can play to start the series? Uh, No, Uh, he has not. uh, uh, But hopefully at some point he does. Um, But not right now, not today. When we're talking about him being in good spirits, Chris, that doesn't mean anything good as far as the possibility of him playing when you get into absolutely no part of it that is physical when it comes to Luka Doncic. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Good spirits, that doesn't really mean anything in terms of what our plan is going to be moving forward. But it's not a good spot for you to be in if you're the Dallas Mavericks because without him, they don't have a chance of even making this series against Utah competitive. So it's unfortunate that this is what the Mavs season is going to come down to. Uh, but that's the reality of the NBA. We know that one player can make that much of a difference, and when it comes to Luka Doncic, he is that dude. I mean, based on ESPN's polls of people that are in NBA circles, people that are a part of our NBA coverage, Luka Doncic is the best player under the age of 25. That's how they feel. That's how good this dude is. And so I – I don't see them having much of a chance in the playoffs without him. And if they are able to be competitive against the Utah Jazz without him, then that speaks volumes about their head coach, Jason Kidd. Then there's Steph Curry, where the news appears to be 
At the very least, a little bit more optimistic as the Warriors get ready for the Denver Nuggets, and it feels as if Curry has said all along that Game 1 was uh, his goal to try to get back. Here is Steph on how he feels right now. I played all right. Felt good. Conditioning was fine. Was moving around the floor pretty seamlessly. Understanding all the reasons why you'll have a minutes restriction. Does this still frustrate you? Just a Don't, little bit? Who said that? Your coach. I was just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that number is. I don't, we haven't, I've heard that conversation, but we haven't talked about what it actually looks like. And we got 48 hours, hopefully to figure it out if I get the green light on Saturday, but I'm not worried about it being a limiting factor in terms of how I'm going to approach the game. And uh, hopefully there's a little wiggle room with whatever that is to see how I feel out there. Look, Chris, I mean, you have been very vocal on the Warriors and their prospects. We all know they're not going anywhere without Steph Curry. The one really positive thing I would say is that the Warriors just have this way of continuing to grow, grow everybody else outside of the Splash Brothers to where they really become a big factor for him. You look what Poole has done, guys like that. I mean, it has been fantastic what they've done in regards to that. And I'm going to be surprised if we don't see Steph Curry, if we don't see him in game one, if we don't see him very early in this series. No doubt about it. I think we'll see Steph Curry, but it'll be a minute's restriction. But, Carlin, you hit the nail on the head. This team has so much depth. I mean, you're talking about them being nine or ten guys deep, and those are guys that are not just rotation players in the regular season. They're not the role guys that are going to go play poorly on the road. No, those are the guys that you trust to play critical minutes in a playoff series. Like, that. that's the kind of depth that Steve Kerr has been able to develop out there, so you got to give him credit for that. I mean, guys like GP2 and Jonathan Kaminga, those are guys that are going to be huge when it comes to Golden State trying to go on a championship run. So I'm, I'm excited about what they're bringing to the table. I'm not too much worried about them against the Denver Nuggets. I'm really just not. I don't think Denver has enough firepower in Golden State. Whether Steph is on the court or not is a really good defensive team. No, Steph Curry is not a defensive plus. So, I mean, it's just this is one of those situations where <laughs> defensively they could actually be better if he's playing less minutes. But the threat of having Seth Curry floating around the three-point line changes how every team approaches their defensive strategy in a series against the Golden State Warriors. And I think that's the real value in having Steph, at least early on in the playoffs, the threat of what he can do behind the three-point line. Carlin, you're talking about a guy that shoots 38% from three and he hoists up nearly 12 threes a game. (laughs) Think about that. He shoots 38% from three and he's shooting 12 threes a game. (laughs) And we call him the best shooter in the history of the game for a reason. That he has been insane, up there. Man, this guy, this guy is, again, and once he crosses half court, you know he's in range. So that's the thing that you have to, you have to worry about, and that changes how you defend, and that creates a lot more space and a lot more opportunities for other guys in half court sets. So I, I, I'm a big believer in this Golden State Warriors team. I think this is the year that they get back to contending for championships because they're going to have all of their guys healthy when they need them the most. And even though Steph won't be 100% in this first series, I think they'll manage him to a point where we will see a fully healthy Steph Curry at some point in this playoffs. And think about this for a second. And it's something that we will never talk about because I, I don't even feel the need, but I'm just going to mention it because it's ridiculous that it's not even a factor. The big three in Draymond, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry – have played 11 minutes together this year. 
11 minutes together all year. And when Draymond came back, Steph got hurt. Same, you know, same thing with uh, what happened when Clay Thompson came back. It's amazing that that's the case, but none of us even worry about that considering how much they've played together before. That's not a factor. But, Carlin, think about that. Think about what you just said. They've only played 11 minutes this season together. Remind me what the Golden State Warriors record is again. Oh, yeah, it's 53-29. and 29. They're the third seed in the Western Conference. They, Amazing. They've got the, they, they, Carlin. They've, Amazing. Got, they're, tied, they're tied for the third best record in the entire NBA. That's how good this team is. And so, yeah, I understand that Steph Curry is probably the most important piece, but make no mistake about it. This is a good Golden State Warriors team that's well-coached, and they have championship DNA. I don't know how anybody is discounting them. I, I really don't. Yeah, I, I think it's hard to discount them. At the very least, I would expect them to be in the conference finals. At the very least. But I could absolutely see them making a championship run. And then it comes to the Eastern Conference and the guy that we always hear about and we always talk about, but we never see Ben Simmons and the Nets. Here's Kevin Durant on whether or not he expects Simmons to play in this series against the Celtics. No, I'm not expecting him to play. Um, you know, that's easier for me, you know, like I'm not um, putting any pressure on Ben to come out there and, and hoop, you know, so I'm not expecting him to do anything but just to get his his body right and, um, you know, get healthy as fast as he can, you know. So in my mind, I'm preparing as if, like, we're playing with the team we have. It's how much of a lift would it be if you guys obviously kept winning and you keep that runway going? any word to appear at some point during this run? I'm not even thinking about that. I mean, we all know what type of player Ben is, and you can, you know, put together scenarios in your mind on your own <laughs> or what it will look like, but I'm not going to go there because you're just taking a day at a time. He is not a plug-and-play guy, and in no way do I feel like the Nets really gain very much by putting Ben Simmons out there. We can talk about the things he's capable of doing, Chris, but – I almost feel like Ben Simmons causes more havoc by coming back. Uh, if you want to talk about coming back for the next round and you know getting ready and gearing up before a series starts, okay. This series, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get why you would. Carlin, you just don't know what you're going to get from him, and that's my biggest thing. We haven't seen this guy in a year, so how can you be? How could you be confident? How could you be certain of anything that you're going to get from him if you put him out there in the playoffs? You just don't. You think that he's going to be a good defender. You think that he's going to be a capable ball handler and a guy that can distribute offensively. But we just don't know. And it goes beyond the physical health concerns for me. It's about his mind state, Carlin. I don't know where his mental health is. And if he's not right mentally, you're going to parachute him into the most intense basketball that we're going to see in the calendar year? That part doesn't make sense to me. The playoff intensity, the playoff physicality, the urgency of the moment, I don't know that Ben Simmons is going to be up for that kind of challenge. This doesn't strike me as a guy that grabs the bull by the horns when it comes to trying to push himself through adversity. I just don't see that from Ben Simmons. So I don't know that this is the situation – that you want to get his first run with KD and Kyrie in. I I just don't see it. Now, does that mean that we won't see him in the playoffs? No. There's a chance that we see him in the first round, and the reports are out there that he's expected back somewhere in that game three, four, five range. And and we'll see what he can do when that happens, if that happens. But I don't know that 
this is going to be something that dictates the complexion of the series. And if he's not going to have that kind of impact, if he's not going to be a huge X factor, then why risk Ben Simmons in terms of his confidence and his his ability to be a productive player long-term with Brooklyn? It almost strikes me as more of a distraction than if you try to play him than if you don't. Look, I, I get it. I get what kind of talent he is, but they have never played a minute together. How can that be a good thing? I, I just, I don't see it either. But we will get a chance to maybe to see some more green lambskin you know, outfits. So, I'm all set on that. Yeah. I'm all set. The, the fact that he had to correct somebody when they asked him whether it's leather and say it's lambskin, like, stop yourself. Come on. Stop. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that, bro. You're not a model at Fashion Week. You're an NBA player that hasn't done a lot of NBA basketball in the last year or so. So mm. when you get back to that, that's when we'll start giving you air. Yeah, to say the least. So tonight... It is the last day for the play-in games. We have got the games that will determine the eight seed, Atlanta, Cleveland, and New Orleans, and the Clippers. But which of those teams could actually put up a fight in the first round against a top seed in either conference? We tell you in moments. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. So tonight, the early game we've got is Atlanta-Cleveland. That game is on ESPN. And New Orleans and the Clippers, both games are on ESPN Radio uh, this evening, so make sure you're locked in for that. Chris, I I know you hate this, and you may hate me as a result. I don't know. Uh Uh-oh. I'm, for some reason... Maybe it's just still the memory of what happened last year during the postseason. I think the Hawks, not that they could, I don't think they're going to beat the Heat, but I think they could give the Heat a hard time. When we look at the four play-in teams left, they're the one that I think has the best chance to actually make any kind of noise here. Stop it, Carlin. Stop it. This is not that same Atlanta Hawks team. It's just not. And, and although Trey Young led the league in points scored and assists. This is a team that's really bad defensively. This is a team really that hasn't, offensively. 
they're they're good offensively, but they turn every other team's offense into their offense because they're so bad on defense. And so that's the part that makes it hard for me to buy into them giving the Miami Heat any type of resistance because the Miami Heat are one of the best defensive teams in the entire NBA. And, oh, by the way, they're still top 10 in offensive efficiency too. So I, I just – that's the one thing. It's it's hard for me to get past the level of intensity that we see with the Miami Heat. And you're talking about not being able to get past what we saw from the Atlanta Hawks last year getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. I still think about that Miami Heat team in the bubble that was able to get to the NBA Finals. And you're, you're talking about a lot of those same players still being around on that team. And they're going to have the best coach in that series in Eric Spolstra in comparison to Nate McMillan. So I, I don't I don't see the Atlanta Hawks being able to put up much resistance at all. If any team in this series, I would roll I would roll with the Cleveland Cavaliers in the play-in game being able to put up more of a fight just because they do have more of a presence defensively, especially with their front-line players. If Jared Allen is able to get back tonight, then I think they'll have a good chance of being able to win that game against the Hawks. And then also – you're talking about the series against the Miami Heat. They'll put up more resistance because Jared Allen is a rim protector. Added to another rim protector in Evan Mobley. So I like the front line defense for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And that allows those perimeter defenders to be that much more aggressive at the three-point line. So if there's any team in this play-in game in the Eastern Conference, I would roll with the Cavs over the Atlanta Hawks. And I know that sounds crazy because Trey Young is going to be the best player on the court. He is going to be the best player on the court. I expect him to be in the zone, brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So I'm supposed to get fired up over the heat over their summer camp championship a couple of years ago? Or uh, summer well, I mean, camp they, they uh, finals appearance, I should say. Yeah, runner-up. They got summer camp runner-up. Um, well, no, I, mean, I, look, I, I don't the Heat are a good team. I know that. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm not with I would expect them to beat the Hawks. I think the Hawks could take a couple of games off of them. I think that, that could they push it to seven? Eh, it's close. But it, of, of the other teams that are remaining, they are the team I think that I would give the best opportunity to to give them a hard time. And I also do think we need to give Clint Capella a little bit of credit because – he has played so much better down the stretch of this season. I mean, we're talking about rim protectors. I, I think that helps a little bit more with the Hawks. Maybe he deserves a little bit more credit there. I'm with you on Jared Allen. If he's back, it changes the dynamic of the game. But Capella's no pretty good. Well, Capella's pretty good. And that being said, they're still awful defensively, Carlin. <laughs> I, don't know how to, I don't know how else you frame it. Okay, Capella's good for rim protection. He played in 73 games this year, and they still finished 26 in defensive efficiency. What am I supposed to do with that? They can score. What does that What does that say about the rest of the players on the court playing defense? I know. I know. All I'm yeah, that's is, what I'm saying. I can't buy into the Atlanta Hawks. As great as Trey Young is, I just can't buy into the Atlanta Hawks because they're so bad defensively. And, Carlin, this is understated, but the game changes once we get to the playoffs. It doesn't matter what sport you're talking about, whether it's baseball, football, basketball. The game changes. It's still about dudes but they get much tighter, they're closely contested, much more competitive, and in a, in a game like that, I got to trust a team that's capable of getting stops consistently. The Atlanta Hawks are not that. We saw that bear that out in the regular season. The Cleveland Cavaliers absolutely are that team. Meanwhile, the late game, I, I have no reason to, to really believe in New Orleans at all. I, I, 
I don't believe in New Orleans. I don't believe in the Clippers either. It's almost like it's the game I have to watch. I know the play-in creates intrigue, and I will watch it. But it feels like I'm contractually obligated to watch that game. Is there a team in that game that can keep the Phoenix Suns from having a sweep in the first round? <laughs> now, it's a low bar to clear, but it's a question worth asking. If you, if you frame it that way, Carlin, then I got to go with the Clippers just because they have yeah. Paul George and Reggie Jackson. Like, that's the team that I would roll with. They do have Marcus Morris. Like, they've got some guys that have been there, done that, and got the T-shirt when it comes to playoff basketball. The New Orleans Pelicans, I just, I don't know, man. Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum, they're cool, but I just think that the guys that the Clippers are relying on have more talent on at the top end of their potential than the guys that the Pelicans are relying on. So I, I'd, I'd roll with the Clippers, although I, I don't feel very confident. I ain't going to say it with my chest that even the Clips can keep it from being a sweep or a gentleman's sweep against the Suns. I, I'm with you. Maybe a gentleman's sweep. Maybe. According to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace like the one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture is key to attracting and keeping great employees. If you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. In just moments, the special festivities around Jackie Robinson's 75th anniversary of breaking the color barrier continues when we welcome in one of the Analysts in the games tonight of five different games across four platforms here on ESPN in which we honor Jackie Robinson and the role that Jackie Robinson played in his particular journey. We'll discuss all of that in moments. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canny, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Special, special day in our country. 75th anniversary 
of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. It's every April 15th is the anniversary, but today especially meaningful on this monumental year to celebrate that anniversary. And another former Dodgers All-Star who is also the Major League's winningest black manager describes Robinson's profound impact on him ever since his childhood in California and reflects on Jackie's last public plea nine days before his death. Here is Dusty Baker as part of our series, Black History Always. I'm extremely proud and pleased to be here this afternoon, but must admit I'm going to be tremendously more pleased and more proud when I look at that third base coaching line one day and see a black face managing in baseball. Thank you very much. That was my first year in the big leagues, my first full year. I never saw myself ever wanting to coach. And at that time, you know, third base coach was a no-no because that was supposed to be the thinking man's spot on the team outside of the manager. Goes back to what my mom and dad told me when I was a kid, that if you're African-American, you gotta be twice good to accomplish the same thing. I mean, that's that's pretty evident when, when if you don't win the whole thing, which is all they talk about, then, then you're made to feel as if you're a failure. And I, I refuse to let anybody make me feel that I'm less than anything than, than good at what I do. And uh, you know, I've lost a couple jobs with no explanation, period. Instead of being bitter about it, uh, it, it actually motivates me more uh, because of what, how I was raised on, on, and, and what my mom and dad instilled in me. You know, I was born two years after Jackie broke the color barrier. And, you know, most African-Americans at that time were Brooklyn Dodger fans because of Jackie. Jackie gave us a lot of pride about being black. And my dad, I mean, he idolized Jackie Robson. My dad was a baseball coach in our town of Riverside. He was big on attitude. And uh, my dad cut me when I was eight, nine, and 10 because he said I had a bad attitude and a bad temper. And if I could take that positive direction, that I could be something one day. And uh, whenever I would get mad and get in a fight or whatever, my dad would say, and I got really kind of, kind of got tired of hearing it. My dad would ask me, what would Jackie have done in that situation? He was very influential, you know, in my life as a kid. He was an inspiration to us all, no matter what race you are. And I remember in the Jackie Robinson movie about how there was a little white kid that wrote Jackie and Jackie and him became pen pals, became friends. Well, that inspired me because I have about 15 or 20 kids now that are men of all nationalities and a lot of them are white that, that, that I think about how Jackie influences one kid's life. And then I just hope that I could be a, a, a small motivation to people of all nationalities and races to help motivate them and their kids. That's Dusty Baker, ESPN planning special college baseball coverage tonight. Five games across four networks culminating with Stanford UCLA at Jackie Robinson Stadium in Los Angeles. We have more on that 
in just a moment. It's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure you try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. With Nationwide 5G on America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. One of the guys on the call tonight of that game at Jackie Robinson Stadium in L.A. is Doug Glanville. He joins us right now. That game is 10 p.m. tonight on ESPN2. Doug, it is Chris Carlin and Chris Canty in for Greeny. We appreciate your time so much. And when you think about Jackie Robinson, Doug, what are the first things that come to your mind? Wow, so many uh, consequential impact, power, change, hope. Um, I mean, what's so beautiful about Jackie Robinson is you could never limit him to any one category. He wanted to bring us all together, no matter where we were coming from, understanding that equality should be something that we should all celebrate and be part of. And, And so, you know, he reminds us all the time about vigilance and how important it is to be guardians of freedom, that it's not automatic, it's not free. You have to continue to to work for it and and you know open your arms even more and wider to include more people over time and so he did it on the baseball field certainly but he also did it off the field and and so when i think of him i think of the, the completeness of his impact and at 53 years old we lost him and he had done so much uh, and certainly could not have done it alone without the incredible support of his family uh so i, I see him in every area of, of influence and almost prophetically so because what he set out to do in the beginning became something that became an example for everything uh, that's important when you think about our country and the tenets by which we live by. Doug, Jackie's legacy continues to be an inspiration not only to this generation of athlete but also this generation of Americans. But when we look at the state of baseball, two black managers and – of the league being black. What can Major League Baseball do in order to have more diversity and to have more African-Americans, more black players, uh, more black people in positions of power and decision-making within these organizations? Well, there's certainly been some steps taken with the Selig rule, which is uh, uh, something set up in baseball, I believe, from 1999, just make sure that in any job opening in major league baseball that we're including all candidates. And, and that's, that's an important step, but it's been challenging because when you have power that's so concentrated and not diverse, there's a tendency to sort of hire people that come from your background, your experience. And sometimes that translates to what you look like. And, and so, you know, the sort of work from policy level and then actually convince 30 teams to, you know, participate fully has been a challenge. And so you haven't seen, at least in the top levels of leadership, the type of change that, that certainly Robinson spoke of, as we mentioned at the 1972 World Series. He said, I'd like to see a black face in that, that you know, coach's box, so to speak. So, you know, those changes take time. But what we definitely underscore and recognize is that if you have people that are representative of all the groups of people that are part of this tapestry of baseball, you'll be better serving people. You will 
not only have diversity of thought and diversity of experiences, but make yourself relatable to all facets of life. And when you have a game that's also a business, you want that. You want more people to love it, more people to be involved. And, and so those barriers are, are slow coming down. And there are a lot of intentional efforts, and baseball has done fairly well. When you, t- when you take away the top-level ownership and all that, you do have a lot of change happening in baseball in representation. The next level now is making sure that those people advance and have the same opportunities internally and also where you have leadership at the top so that you bring in you know, people from all walks of life. And Jackie Robinson certainly was about that. ESPN MLB analyst Doug Glanville joining Chris Carlin, Chris Canty in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Doug, you know, people think about Jackie and they think about everything that he meant in society, but you're at a place tonight where he meant even more. He is still the only athlete in the history of UCLA to letter in four sports. Do you feel any more... Uh, significance in the air in the atmosphere around UCLA in getting ready for this game no question about that we've um, had a chance to interview players uh, in UCLA and coaches and, and also Stanford and what's so impressive is you have young people uh, in their you know late teens who are so aware of his story and certainly UCLA uh, knowing that you know the stadium is named after him and there's a statue staring at you, <laughs> uh, there's no doubt that they're aware. But I was very impressed by Coach Savage of UCLA and how much he knew well and, and promotes and expresses everything about Jackie Robinson's legacy. It's a teaching point, and the players embrace it. So this is where he you know began his athletic career, a four-sport athlete. His worst sport was baseball. That's right. 1940, mm-hmm. he had under 100 but he was a great defender, obviously, good speed, and got better. So that tells you how far, you know, just imagine you're a Hall of Famer in the worst sport that you play. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's just remarkable to watch. And every, I feel like each year we retell it, and this is why it's important, not only to be reminded of the vigilance we need to, for freedom, but also that when you keep going back, you start to find new things. You, and you realize that, now that we have certain awareness and understanding and research capabilities, we learn something new about Jackie, and I continue to be amazed every year with something new. Doug, it's going to be a special atmosphere there tonight. You've got the call, Stanford, UCLA, tonight at 10 on ESPN2. We appreciate it. Enjoy it tonight. All right, Chris. Thank you. Doug Glanville, ESPN MLB analyst, and that is going to be a uh, terrific celebration later on this evening as it is all around baseball today, April 15th, every year, a very important day in honoring the memory and every impact that Jackie Robinson made upon our society. It's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, keeping your car looking its best year-round. You can do it with 303 products. 303's revolutionary graphene nano-spray coating provides up to 12 months of protection for your car's paint, while their newest product, 303 Graphene Detailer, can be used more regularly for extra protection, slickness, and shine, and can even be used as a quick cleanup in between car washes. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. 
All right, Chris, we've got a few minutes left. We've got the NBA playoffs beginning this weekend. We've got the play-ins tonight for the eight seed Atlanta-Cleveland, the early game that's on ESPN and on ESPN Radio, the late game New Orleans and the Clippers also on ESPN Radio. Who you got this evening in those two games? I got the Cleveland Cavaliers beating the Atlanta Hawks on their home floor, and Jared Allen is going to be a big factor. I think he plays. He was close to playing in that playing game against the Brooklyn Nets, but they decided to hold him out after the workout uh, the day before. I think he ultimately ends up playing in this game. It's an elimination game, obviously, so the season is on the line. There's no reason to hold anything back. He plays tonight. He's a big reason why they take care of business against the Hawks. And in the game, and uh, the late the late hour game, I'm going to go with the Clippers handling their business against the, the Pelicans. I just think experience matters once you get to this time of the year, and I'll trust the experience for the Clips a lot more than I do with the Pels. Chris hates the Hawks, obviously, as we have established. Wow. So, all right, well, you at least hate the Hawks' defense or lack thereof. I hate their defense. <laughs> That's fair. I will roll with the Hawks tonight because when – there's even a little bit of question. I'm always going to go with the best player on the floor, and the best player on the floor, as we know, is Trey Young. And then in the late game, I will go with the Clippers uh, as well against the Pelicans to win the eight seed and then end up uh, starting off the series on Sunday against the Phoenix Suns. All right, we look at the individual series. I'll start it in the East, Chris. I have Miami winning that series. That's not a big surprise, although I do think the Hawks will get a couple of games off them. I've got Brooklyn losing to the Celtics in six games, and I'll turn to you after this because I just I think the Celtics are are going to prove that they're better, and I think that the the Nets there's there's just no trust level that I have in them right now. No, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you. I don't believe in the Brooklyn Nets either, and again, it comes back to defense. I, I don't trust the way that this team defends and I don't think it's sustainable for Kyrie Irving and KD to play 40 plus minutes a night and expect that they're going to account for what what is it 83 percent 80 percent of uh, the team scoring whether it's them scoring a basket or assisting on baskets that's asking those guys to do way too much too often against a team in Boston that defends really really well not to mention Boston has got two guys that can go for 50 so if you don't want to play defense then Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to take full advantage of that. And then let's also not discount the fact that they could be getting Robert Williams, their their shot blocker, their rim protector, at some point in this series. That's another huge X factor going into this series with the Celtics and the Nets. So I got Boston winning this thing in six games. They take care of their business. When you look at all the Eastern Conference teams, Carlin, I'm going chalk. I think all of the favorites win. Yep, I got Milwaukee winning as well, although I have Toronto beating Philadelphia. Chris, coming out of the East, I'm going with Milwaukee. I'm sorry, it's a little boring, but it's what I got to do in this case. And we've got a minute left, so quickly out West. I have got Dallas beating Utah. I have got Memphis taking care of Minnesota. Phoenix rolls, and then uh, Golden State will beat Denver. I've got Phoenix coming out of the East. It's going to be a rematch for a championship. Hold on. Did you say you got Dallas beating Utah? I'm sorry. I meant Utah beating Dallas. Ooh, I was about to say. Yeah, no, no, I, got no, no, Utah, no. I got Utah I beating Dallas, too, because yes. I don't expect Luka Doncic to be a factor in Agreed. this series. So I got the Jazz taking care of their business. And then, of course, the top three seeds in the West also taking care of their business. And we know 
I love Golden State coming out of the West. I think Steph Curry steps up in a big way, not necessarily in the first round of the playoffs, but moving forward as they go through the playoffs, Steph Curry becomes a huge factor. Not to mention, Klay Thompson starting to get back to being himself. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.